Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for uh, joining me today. It's uh, another day where I'm going to gush because the spring show last week was absolutely sensational. And I cannot uh, say enough times how thrilled I am that you were so generous and so giving and so caring and so other focused. You're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about others because others through Christian radio uh, come to hear the fa- come to hear the gift of salvation. They come to hear about faith. They come to hear about how to grow in their in their walk with Christ, and it's uh, really thanks to everyone who gets on board and says yes. So uh, I just I'm just putting my big radio digital arms around you to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to do this for a while, and then uh, one day I'll stop, and then I'll start again. Okay. <laughs> so our one's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Lee Wolf Bloom is going to be joining me, and this first out of Psalm 94, verse 19. This is out of the Good News version. It says. Whenever I am anxious and worried, you comfort me and make me glad. And we're going to talk today about kind of toggling between lament and joy and how we sometimes feel anxiety about what's going on in our lives right now and in the world and how we have to look to God for our joy and be glad. So let me take a break and then bring on Lee. With so many negative things going on around us, it's easy to feel fearful and hopeless, isn't it? Hi, I'm Steve Douglas for Making Your Life Count. And over the past weeks and months, I found comfort in remembering that God is still in control. As I've had to adjust to new circumstances and changes in recent months, work changes, ministry changes, social distancing, and so on, God has often said to me, Steve, I've got this. Trust me. Often he's used familiar scriptures to guide me and give me peace in fresh ways. In my recent study of the 23rd Psalm, I was reminded that the Lord is my shepherd. I am especially glad that he's my shepherd because I don't possess the wisdom and power to cope with the crisis we face in my own strength. We need to walk closer with God now more than ever. God's got this. He is in control. Do you need some encouragement in your situation? Go to CRU.org. Welcome back to the show. So glad to have Lee Wolf Bloom on as my guest. She was the second place prize winner of the contest. And that was, do you get to talk to Bill for an hour on the show? The first place winner got a small Dairy Queen cone. So, Bill, welcome (laughs) to the show. Oh, I'd love a blizzard. I bet bet most of us would right about now. Yes. No, not a real blizzard, like a Dairy Queen blizzard. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. That's what I was was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) So how are you holding up at home? I, I assume that all is well. Oh, you know what? This is, this has been so easy, Bill, like. I just, I I can't tell you how easy it is to live in a home with three (laughs) teenage boys. (laughs) And I tell you that because 
um, ironically, last night I had a total meltdown. My son knew we were having brats for dinner. Okay. And, and the other piece you need to understand is that they are teenagers who are growing and they eat a lot of mm -hmm. food. They knew we were having brats for dinner. And I see my son walk downstairs with the last buns and he had put Nutella all over them and just walked downstairs. And I said, okay, so if you're going to eat those buns, then my expectation is that you'll go to the store and get us more buns <laughs> for dinner, right? Mm -hmm. So he came back up and I'm like, are you going to go get the buns? No. So we argued for 30 minutes about the rudeness of him eating the buns, not saving the buns. And I went outside and I threw a chair. <laughs> 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 now this was a chair, an Adirondack chair that we need to, um, it's, it's old and moldy and, and it needs to go in the trash, but I threw it on the ground. I was mad and I started crying. Oh, but the reality is it's not about the buns, I, right? I know. Cause I'm, I know on your website, you it says author, speaker, and mental health practitioner. Yes. Yes. So I know better that it's not about the buns, but I think what's happening is, we're all coming out sideways, right? Oh, totally. And, it, and so I hope today, if anything, I can just really express as a Christian the raw reality that we all are having a tough time and we're having a good time and we're having a tough time and mm -hmm. we're having a good time. And so, yeah, so we're, you know, hanging in there. Yeah. Well, it certainly <laughs> um, exposes stuff, doesn't it? It reveals stuff. Maybe it was all there, and it took something like just just to reveal it and expose it. Exactly, and I, I want to actually. That's what I want to talk about. Is oh, like, good. I is what it's revealing. What is this revealing for anyone listening? Like, what is this revealing to you? Like, okay, so maybe it's revealing. I have some anger problems, or I have control too much control issues, or whatever. But I'm just gonna hopefully express for me what it's revealed, and I know not everyone can relate exactly to my experience, but I hope in hearing my experience that they can find something from it. Um, but I have to start by saying that and talking about pregnancy, which I know sounds weird. First, I'm talking about buns. Uh, nice segue. Now I'm talking about pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So pregnancy as a woman, when um, you start your birth plan, right, you kind of come up with all these great ideas. I'm going to have this perfect birth plan and I'm going to do it naturally and blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. well, and then know. along you, <laughs> but, and then along the way things happen and let's say, um, you end up in the hospital and you didn't want to, you wanted to do it naturally at home or you end up having a C-section or if these things go wrong and, and it doesn't turn out like we expect. And I think this is like a pregnancy because at the end of a pregnancy, you're not getting a medal for how you did the pregnancy. And I want to say that very boldly and saying, nobody's giving you a medal when this all, when we go back to life for how you did lockdown, right? Mm. Or how you did the stay at home order. Yeah. Because what's happening, what I see happening in the work that I do and with, especially with women is this pressure Oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be my own self. I am so upset with myself 
I've had all this time to write my third book and I've done none of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So what have I been doing? And then I start to feel this pressure. Like, you know, there's these people on, and they're online and they're starting these programs and they're starting these things. And so when we ask, when you ask that question, what is it revealing? For me, it's been this returning to who did God create me to be and what helps me find my identity? And also, how can I show up for myself when I'm really, really having a hard time? Well, those are great questions, Lee. And I bet there's some goodness in your um, second book, Brave is the New Beautiful. Yes, I, t- I do talk a little bit about this, but nothing like what we're experiencing now. Okay. Because this this is what's happening to us, if you think about it on a, on a more brain level. Mm-hmm. We are living in a state of fight or flight constantly. And if you live in too long of a state of fight or flight, your cortisol levels are out of control. And so you can't do the things that you want to do, like read a book or do your artwork or do things like that. And so for me, I've realized, oh, I'm living in this hyper sense of fear. Um, And when I live like that, I can't be creative. I also have learned, too, that we have all of a sudden in our culture, including the Christian culture, created some measuring sticks during COVID. (laughs) Say more about that. Yeah. Why do we have to have another measuring stick? As if living in the world wasn't hard enough. Now we have a measuring stick for how we're supposed to be at home. Oh, good point. At home, my house is supposed to be organized. I'm supposed to be this great teacher. I'm supposed to be cooking these healthy meals for my kids. I'm supposed to be modeling patience and kindness and gentleness, right? Um, I'm also maybe um, supposed to be creating, a, you know, somebody like me who's a speaker, I'm supposed to be creating like virtual speaking things, <laughs> right? And, mm-hmm. and this all kind of came to a head for me, um, and, oh, in the meantime, I'm supposed to be on Zoom all the time and having these meetings and connecting with people. And all of a sudden, there's this like measuring stick and I can't keep up. And I'm like, how, how is it that there's a measuring stick? Oh, and I'm supposed to be exercising, right? Yeah. And not getting the COVID-15. And it, it's so much pressure. And I'm like, how can we have all this pressure when we're supposed to be just sitting at home? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So where is this coming from? Is is this a (laughs) trick of the enemy? Really, I'm I'm wondering if you're being your expectations. You're not, you know, you're not enough right now, Lee. So that would rob you of joy. Yes, and it goes back to that. What am I learning in this? What I'm learning is that's something I've struggled. We've talked on the radio before. I've struggled with that my whole life. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough, right? So I go to shame, and here I am just trying to keep my family healthy and alive. And I am now setting these expectations for myself that are also coming from culture. And I'm no longer being true to the person who God created me to be. I'm living in this like measuring stick world again. Mm -hmm. So this is my experience, my experience, as I've said, and I finally kind of had it. Um, Well, not just with the buns, (laughs) but... I finally kind of realized, you know what? That's not me. 
I'm not, I don't like Zoom at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, it brings out all my insecurities. Um, I don't like seeing myself on screen. I struggle with interrupting. I'm a total interrupter and Zoom only heightens interruptions, mm-hmm. right? I don't like that I'm not laughing and giggling at the same time somebody else is laughing and giggling. And so I just have learned in the last few weeks, I've really come to a place of like, this is what I can do. And this is what I can't. And I've told my girlfriends, like they keep it when I have these zoom calls and I'm like, I can't do it, you guys. And here's why I, it just, this is not me. My, um, speaking agent is like, you really need to create a curriculum and you need to be an, an e-speaker. And I'm like, you know, I spent time with the Lord just really thinking about that. And I'm like, I never wanted to, to be a speaker online. I, that doesn't, that gives me, I don't like it. Yeah. So I said, no. So, okay. So I'm starting then to go back to just the basics of who did God create me to be? I love that. So, right? yeah, let me take a little break, Lee. I will uh, uh, get out my clipboard. We can continue this session when I come back. <laughs> okay. Lee Wolf Bloom is my guest. You can go to her website, Lee Wolf, L-A-W-O-L-F-E. Her last name is spelled Bloom, B-L-U-M.com. She's written a couple books, Brave is the New Beautiful and Table in the Darkness, a healing through um, an eating disorder. We'll be right back. My guest is Lee Wolf Bloom. She's authored a couple books, and she's going to have a third one out one of these days. We don't know when, but one of these days. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Yeah. So I appreciate all this transparency you're giving us. It's been uh, very interesting to kind of pull the curtain back and see what's going on in your brain. And just these feelings of expectations you have, and there's things you don't want to do, and I get that. And it does. It sort of, these times reveal things about ourselves, whether we like them or not, and then we figure out exactly, let's look at who God created me to be. And that's very encouraging. It, But it, I think that's what, you know, I even was listening to Susie Larson on your show one day, she was having somebody on and um, the woman said, hey, you know, how do you want to feel at the end of this? And I started that I think this is when this all began. It was a couple of weeks ago, and I started almost having a panic attack because I'm like, at the end of this, like when when we are allowed to go back to life, I want to feel like I spent more a good time with my kids, and I want to you know feel all these things. And and I started panicking because I felt like I wasn't doing enough, like I said. And so back to the pregnancy piece is yeah, when you have a baby, you get the baby, right? No, that is your medal. But I and nobody really asks. I mean, they say, you know, was your labor hard, whatever, but they don't, you don't get this like, oh, you're so much better than her because you had a natural birth, right? You're just glad that you have a live, healthy baby. And so I've just kind of been returning to that. And like, at the end of this, I want to be happy. I mean, I have some other goals, but I, I, at the end of the day, I want God to, to, when I get to heaven to say, was I kind, right? Did, did I feed my children? Did did I um, spend time with him? Like really those basic, basic things. And and that's the metal, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of us are going to get out and 
I mean, you can get out and say, yeah, I, I cleaned my house and I painted every room. Awesome. If that works for you, do it, right? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But we each need to find kind of what, how God creates us, what brings us joy, what sucks the life out of us, and, and be okay having a voice to show up and say, mm, that doesn't work for me. I don't want to do that. Um, and I, I returned to David. I think that we had talked about lament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a, a real key here in this time period is that we are in this middle place. And the bummer about Psalms is that we don't get David's middle place. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, any thoughts? <laughs> well, I gave you an awkward pause. No, I mean I like awkward pauses. I think it uh, they're interesting. Um, you know, we we hear David's heart. Uh, we hear him cry out. We hear him. Uh, lament, and we 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 go. God hears his every prayer. He hears his every word, and I think we find ourselves in that situation often. I mean, there's this is not like we have a precedence for this thing. It's not like oh, we've got right. another spring break coming up this year, where we kind of right. have a handle on how we do spring break, and you can compare one to the other. We don't have any pandemic. Everything shuts down experiences ever. Right, but we have Minnesota snowstorms where we're stuck yeah, inside for two to. days. But that's it. Right. I'm so glad you didn't say what I thought you were going to say, which is that phrase that I can't hear anymore. Which about is what? It unprecedented times. Oh, no, I don't <laughs> if say I hear that. that phrase, if I hear that phrase one more time, I'm going to rub my arrow. But yeah, exactly. So we don't, we don't have a, a script for this, but my hope that people can hear from me is, and it's really not for me. I hope this is from the Holy Spirit saying, hey, this is kind of an opportunity, Right. This is kind of an opportunity to really allow ourselves, if if we spend time, to be in the middle place. Because David, unfortunately, didn't tell us his middle place, but he had to have it. Right? Mm-hmm. When he, he goes from, you know, God, I'm dying. Like right now I have Psalm 69 open. And he says, I pray to you, Lord, in the time of your favor and your great love. And then he says, rescue me from the mire. Don't let me sink. Deliver me from those who hate me. But you could kind of read that like, God, please, like me outside throwing the chair, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Answer me, Lord, out of the goodness of your love. Don't hide your face. But then in most of his Psalms, then he goes to praising the Lord. But there's got to be a place in there, the middle place, right? Where he maybe was really like, didn't want to write, didn't want to do anything, and maybe wanted to play on his phone for a long time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or, I mean, it sounds Wait. like Lee wants to play on her phone for no, a long I time. No, I don't, but my husband really loves this word game, and, you know, and I know I know that some people are struggling with that, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. The, the time. So we don't get that middle place of of this change where he then goes to, I love you, Lord. And I see in our Christian culture right now, too, people saying, well, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I believe that, right? I believe the word of God and I believe that God's got this. And I have feelings because God created me as a human and I'm going to have some emotions about it. And I'm going to struggle, but in the struggle and in the wrestling, what's going to 
come out, like maybe this is going to be a pretty cool, amazing transformation if we allow ourselves to sit in the middle, Mm -hmm. to sit in the struggle and to say, and to not say to somebody, oh, but God's got this. Oh, but do not be afraid. Right? Yeah. How about we, we just say to each other, which I'm lucky enough, I have a good group of girlfriends who we do say that to each other. We will say, you know what, today I've had it, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And then we, you know, we're like, I hear you. It's hard. And I just, I, my encouragement is just that people can be okay saying it's not okay. And then say no to the things like I've started to say no to the things that I know I don't like doing. And then reaching out to people when you're not okay. Because that's the only way we're going to get through this. And reaching out to God as well when you're not okay. But that middle place is a really cool place if we allow ourselves to sit in it for a little Mm -hmm. bit. It's that mire. It's that muck that he's talking about. Yeah. And all of this, I feel, is not, these are not my words. Like, I, I've been spending a lot of time just really diving into some of my favorite authors and, and about things when life is dark and when life is hard and, when, you know, trying to get some insight. One being a friend of mine, Jay Bennett, who runs the National Christian Foundation. Yeah, I know Jay. You know, Jay, he's awesome. He is just an awesome man. Well, he wrote this whole thing about being in the belly of, of the whale. And I think that's where we're at. And I think he's right. And would it be okay if I read something he wrote? Sure. It's just part of it, but, um, it's on his website. Um, but we don't know how long day two will last, meaning like day two in the belly. Well, may seem like we're in the belly or blinded or in the tomb. We know the spirit of the Lord is alive and moving to establish God's purposes on day three, whenever that dawn may break upon us. So during this day two, may we find peace in trusting him. And I think we're in, we're in the day two. We're in the, you can't have Sunday without Saturday. Mm-hmm. We want to have Friday and Sunday but we're in Saturday. <laughs> we're yeah. in the belly of the whale. So how do we how do we do that? And then you mentioned earlier, how do we do that when mental health is getting worse? Yeah, Suicide. Yeah, we'll talk about that because that's surging. I heard it is the statistic is the uh, suicide hotlines are up one thousand percent. Yeah, that's a big number. That's, that's that's because we're in we're in Saturday. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll pick, take a little break. Uh, Lee Wolf Bloom is my guest. You can go to her website, L E E W O L F E B L U M dot com. If you have any comments or uh, or questions, let us know what they are. You can send a text to eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. Otherwise, I promise we'll be right back. back with Lee Wolf Bloom. 
head to her website if you want to learn more about her. She's got a couple books, leewolfbloom.com, B-L-U-M. All right. Uh, hey, guess what, Lee? I just got a nice comment from a listener saying, I love this message right now. I was learning just a few days ago how much my insecurities and frustrations are due to my own controlling nature. I need to control things, and I'm not always willing to let God have my agenda, especially when my day is chaotic. Yeah. And I would just say, as as we are learning about ourselves um, and as, as we are going through this, my hope is that somebody would learn that about themselves and not feel shame. Like, oh, I just realized that this is, but more like, oh, isn't this interesting? I never knew this was yeah. something. Treat it like right? a discovery. Like a discovery. Yeah. And I think this is, this middle place is our discovery place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a discovery place with ourselves, with how we want to move forward in our own lives when we do begin to open up. And I think it's okay to see these kind of, it's kind of like just seeing your true self a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay because if you can lean in, lean in to being curious about it, which I'm working hard to do, um, it will help. The, the thing I think is really scary for me when we talk about mental health and, um, I have struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life. Um, and so being trapped in a house and I'm an Enneagram seven and an extrovert is not good for my mental health. It, it just isn't. But I know when I can connect with a human, when I can, um, be with people somehow, right? Not on zoom, <laughs> Yeah. but figuring out ways that I can connect, um, with other people does help. And so I'm actually glad that people are calling the hotline. And I'm also hopeful that if someone's listening to us and they are struggling, that would, they would reach out because mm-hmm. that's really what David did. Yeah, right. Right. So Lee, let me, I know you wrote a book on uh, your journey through your, your eating disorder. Uh, talk about what that's like when you're home and you're working from home and you can feel frustrated. So it's easy to get up and go to the refrigerator or to buy uh, more comfort food or, you know, there has that talk that people have put on weight since this quarantine just because they're around their own fridge all day long. Right. And I think it's only, you know, highlighted too in terms of us as women and having daughters watching us eat as well. Um, I think there's a whole nother kind of piece there that you're at home and your children are watching what you eat. And if you've got an eating disorder or if you've got a drug and alcohol addiction, that's also probably becoming pretty clear to the family. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that those who are in that would, would get help. For me, um, my eating disorder was in the early, um, co- early college days and it was a lot more depression based. Um, so for me, my go-to isn't actually food. It was, my go-to was not eating, Oh, but it's, but it's been so long for me and I've been in recovery for so long that that really actually isn't my struggle, but I coach women who it is. And it's been very challenging for especially women who binge eating or bulimia or, um, drugs and alcohol. 
are their coping strategies. Um, and I guess I would just say, you know, those are in the women I'm working with, it's been really hard. It's heightened because if your cortisol levels are heightened, right. And you are in fight or flight, your brain goes back sometimes to the most comforting thing. So what I work with, um, clients on is finding other comforts because that's a pseudo relationship. It's not a real relationship. It's a quick fix mm-hmm. and finding other comforts, finding other ways to self-soothe. And, and like I said in the beginning of just grace and saying, you know what, I'm going to do what's best for me and my family today. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, like, I actually, I coach a woman in Italy and listening to her stories of what it's been like for her to not be able to leave their small apartment and not even go outside. And she struggles with an eating disorder has been eye opening. But my encouragement kept being to her, like, what does your body say it needs? What do you, what do you need? And are you being kind to yourself? And how can you be kind to yourself? And just kind of, I call it a returning, a returning to the place, not of using negative coping skills, but a returning to that place where you're self-soothing, you're lowering the cortisol level, you're taking care of yourself. And so that's why I also say, yeah. And I've, I've said to her, Hey, you're keeping people alive, right? Your family's alive. You're feeding them. You're sleeping. Is, isn't that enough? I think that's enough. Yeah. If I, if I come out of this and my family's healthy, right. And not saying that somebody whose family isn't, you know, healthy, they've done something wrong. Don't take it that, but just like, that's really what we're trying, just trying to do. Yeah. Just trying to keep people healthy. Yeah. So if we're trying to put up some healthy boundaries and some nice little uh, fences around uh, not going into a eating disorder of any kind or putting on these 15 pounds that people have talked about, doesn't it all Mm -hmm. start with your trip to the grocery store? I mean, you can't eat food you don't have in your house. You can't binge on a row of Oreo cookies if you don't have them. No, it starts, that's a good question, but no, it starts earlier than that. It starts with, I need something. It starts with, I'm searching for something, whether it's, um, I'm searching for, um, distraction or I'm searching for dissociation. Um, but it's search a searching for something that our world and food promises to give. And it does work in the moment for people who struggle with that because the, the, um, levels of soothing go off in their brain and it does soothe them. But my, um, question is, goes further before you go to the grocery store. My question is, what do you, what are you needing? And then also protecting yourself. So I, you know, protecting yourself, like, are you too heightened? Is your arousal too heightened for you to go to the grocery store? Maybe you should have somebody else do it, or Mm -hmm. maybe you should order through, you know, online, which works, works great. But knowing where you are in that heightened alert, because that's what I was saying about we're living in this kind of constant fight or flight or freeze, which is... PTSD, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, is, so at those point in times, I would say, reach out to somebody. Yeah. Is it an intimacy issue? You say, let's go back even further than the grocery store. Is it an intimacy thing? 
Because you lack something, well, and is it an intimacy that you're missing that you just go, I need to get this filled somehow, and and I'm so I'm I'm self medicating. No, I do, I I think it's different for everyone. What it is, I think for me it was a loneliness issue. Okay. Um, I think for me right now, um, being at home, it's a loneliness issue. Um, I can't stand not being able to be with people. Uh-huh. It, it makes. I just, it's a loneliness issue. So then are you using food or are you using something to fill that up? And I think for everyone, it's a different thing. Sometimes it's just boredom, right? And other times it's trauma and other times it's, I don't know who to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. Or other times it's just fear. I mean, this, this fear that we're all kind of living in. Um, and so taking that back down a notch, right? And just saying, okay, what can, like, I've gotten to the point for myself, I'm like, Lee, if you do three things today, you've won. And those three things, I've had spent time with the Lord. I fed my children. Well, showering hasn't been one of my things. (laughs) I haven't gotten to that yet, huh? But I've had this weird thing that I've made my bed every day. Okay, so that works for me. Uh Uh-huh. And mental health wise, I'm, you know, seeing a therapist, I'm taking care of my own mental health and doing what I, what my bandwidth is at this time and place and not pressuring myself to do, to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, go ahead. Well, I was wondering, do you, are you able to sort of realize life as you're living it? Or do you usually just recognize life in your rearview mirror? Because you know, sometimes you go through an experience, and and you're, it's a whole the whole thing is a blur. And then a year later, you look, look back and go, "Oh, that was a really significant time in my life." Is that a you question to me, or is that a collective you? Uh, it's a, it's a me question to you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I I that's a great question because I think right now, what's happening with us all, um that we are going to look back and it's going to be a blur because it's so, it's so crazy Mm -hmm. or it's going to be like such extreme PTSD. And when you have PTSD, you remember every detail, like a car accident. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be somewhere along that trajectory. So what I've been doing, I know this sounds strange, but I've been taking pictures, lots and lots of pictures of just the things we've been doing and I'm going to make a photo album. So we, so we don't forget. Yeah. So we don't forget that there were moments because I don't want you to get this idea that I'm throwing chairs and crying about buns, and <laughs> but, but that there were these moments during this time also that were really beautiful. The other piece I think that's really, um, and that's, you know, when, when somebody has a baby that dies at the hospital, they take pictures of it because you sometimes don't remember because it's so traumatic. Mm-hmm. So that's, I know that sounds weird, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking pictures cause I, I want us to remember the good parts, the hard parts. And I also want to grow from it. So have you had anything in particular from a spiritual uh, side that God has shown you one little specific thing, or have you revisited something uh, in your faith journey because you've had the time to do it in this, oh, this period of, yeah. yeah, well, just curious. 
I think, um, yes, I would say two things. Can I say two? Please. <laughs> um, two really, really powerful things. I feel like the Lord has shown me one is that I cannot, I've gotten to the point where I can't, I can't survive without a morning, at least a little bit of time in the word and prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very grateful. Actually, I have three things. Oh, good. Oh, gosh. Okay. Cause we have some time, huh? So, okay. So that's one of them. Um, and I'll be very sad. I think when the world gets busy again, because I'm really enjoying us not being rushing around. Yeah, it's kind of bittersweet, isn't it? Can't wait to get it back, is. but then we'll look back and go, this was kind of sweet at mm-hmm. its moments. Yes. The second thing is, and this is, my husband said this the other day, I had an experience where I just felt like I couldn't do anything. I, I That morning I was praying and I, I had something I was doing where I was, uh, it was something pretty impactful for somebody else. And I asked my boys, I'm like, you guys, you got to pray for me today. I just don't feel like I have anything in me to give to anyone. And it turned out really amazing. And I came home and as we were going to bed, my husband said, isn't God so good? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And he said, isn't God so good in that the days when you just know you have nothing that he still uses you? And I'm like, well, what are you saying? Are you saying I'm just like a hot mess and like, thank God God uses me? And no, I didn't say that. I was like, you're right. Like those moments when I just can't, like the fact that God would still use me when I feel like I'm so, at that moment, I felt so like I couldn't be used. Yeah. That's a good, good God. Yeah. As, right? if to, as if to suggest we have to be in a certain mindset for God to use us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And but that's where I also think this measuring stick and these pressures and and you know it's okay to, I just I just want to reinforce the message it's okay to lament it's okay to be upset it's okay to be frustrated it's okay that your pregnancy i.e. this time doesn't go perfect mm-hmm. or the way you thought it would it's okay at the end of it you just are like okay I made it <laughs> right Yeah And then the third thing the biggest thing I think that that has been so impactful is, um, during marriage therapy, um, that my husband and I were attending and yep, I think I will openly admit a marriage therapy is good. We've been married 25 or six years. I can't remember, but, um, the therapist asked us, how did your parents repair? And we were like, what? And he said, how did they, when they, um, got in a fight, what did they do? And we each had very different answers, but we both had the same answer in that we never saw it. Oh. We never saw repair. There was no template for repair, was there? Right. And then we asked, we were with a whole bunch of friends in a Bible study one time, and we asked them, and most everyone had that same answer. So the other piece that I've learned from being home with my kids and having these instances like yesterday where... I was really upset about the buns, <laughs> but um, we then had, we have repair and intentionally have repair. And so you know, we sat down as a family and talked about, Hey, what's going on with you with, you know, and, and making that repair. And so that's been, I think the other thing is just how crucial it is that when we are in times of struggle in front of our own children, that they see us repair. Mm-hmm. 
that they see us repair with our husbands and spouses and also with each, with them. Yeah. All right. Lee Wolf Bloom is my guest. We'll take a little break when we come back more with Lee. And uh, her website is Lee Wolf Bloom, B-L-U-M dot com. Be right back. chatting with Lee Wolf Bloom. She's my guest and we're kind of talking about that toggle between lament and joy. We've got this time uh, where we've had to kind of look at our life and manage things with our loved ones and really kind of crazy time. So is it a sign of maturity, Lee, that we can sit and be still and be quiet and hear God's voice? Hmm. So that's one of my tougher questions. For me, it's a sign of, I'm so grateful that I have a God I can go to. I'm so grateful for the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I often say to, to friends who aren't believers, like, look, this is not about religion for me. This is about relationship. This is about when I get up in the morning, I'm talking to the one who knows it all. Right. And he's got the answers and he's got this and I'm afraid and both are true, but I don't know about maturity. I think it's more just, um, being in relationship with God and learning about God and learning about who God says we are. Um, I think it's easy to, especially it looks like he, it looks like we're in the belly of the whale, right? It looks like we're not coming out. Yeah, sure does. (laughs) But there's always a Sunday. So a Sunday is a come in, right? <laughs> um, and I, and I, I just think as we, as we get to the end of the hour, you know, really what I'm, I want to ask people two things too. Um, as we begin, if we open up, I don't know what the governor's, I don't know where we are in terms of that. And people listen from other states that are already open, but um, a couple of things. One is that make a list of what you're going to miss because there's going to be a grief. There was a grief in all the things we missed because of this, but I think there's also going to be a grief when my kids start going out every night again, or, you know, going Mm -hmm. to the friend's house at the time or taking my car every day. Like I'm going to miss some of these things. Um, and making a list of that and then being really gentle about, the returning to life because we have a keen opportunity right now to say like, Hmm, what do I not want to do that I was doing before? Right. Yeah. We've got a reset button we can hit. Yeah. And that's where I'm saying like, this is a cool opportunity. So asking God, like, what do I, you know, what do I want to not do that I was doing before? Mm -hmm. Cause you have an opportunity now as we go back into life to change, change it. Um, when I was very ill in in a locked unit in my early twenties, I had been in there for months and I will never forget what it was like to leave. And then I went to like a, they didn't have target. This was in Kansas. Okay. <laughs> I can't target now, but um, I can't remember what it was. It was like a hobby store or something. And I walked in that store and the 
overstimulation of sounds and noise and things and people completely flooded me. And I think so we need to be careful that we don't just all of a sudden like jump back in because that also then is going to flood us because we've maybe been at home or maybe not been around a lot of sights and sounds and noises and all of that. So that's something to think about. Um, and then just that remembering, and this is from an author that I love so much. Um, it's from a book called learning to walk in the dark, Barbara Brown Taylor. And she says, beautiful things are born in the dark. So if anyone is struggling with depression, anxiety, suicidality, just remember this, that beautiful things are born in the dark a baby in the womb, a seed in the ground, and Jesus in the tomb. Mm. Not that God wants you to be in the dark. I don't think God wants us to sit there for too long. But if you're in there, keep praying, like, show me Sunday. Let's get to Sunday, <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's get there, Lord. Um, and I, and let's, let's all do that. Let's use this as an opportunity, a learning experience, um, a growth and come out of it, hopefully learning a lot. Mm-hmm. So when you go say to the store, I assume you're still doing that to go grocery shopping. And then you see that everyone has got a mask on. So you, you lose all sense of facial expressions and yes. for an extrovert like yourself that enjoys connecting, it must feel even less satisfying because you're not going to really have a chance to have that pleasant exchange where people smile at each other and, you might have a, a, a word. Everyone sort of scurries around and tries to not even connect or talk to each other. So I think, I think we need to say this out loud. I think we need to say that it hurts. I think it's okay to say it hurts because for me, I'm, I'm very extroverted and I'm sensitive. And I will walk around the lake and I see people move away. You take it personally? You know, it hurts my feelings. Okay. <laughs> So I think just knowing that it's okay to say that it hurts and it's hard. I don't like, yeah, I don't like that. Like not being able to see people's face. And I also, my husband even mentioned this, like, what's that like for people who are deaf, who read lips? I know. I was thinking of that today, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So it's okay to say it hurts. And, and boy, I can't wait until the day when we don't have to. Yeah. So Lee, as we are hitting the reset button, do you think people are going to emerge um, maybe being a little kinder, a little bit um, more uh, tender toward each other? Or do you think we're going to get back to our old ways? And I hope. I hope we yeah. emerge kinder. I, I do too. That's my hope and prayer is that we emerge kinder. I hope it's that we um, have a greater understanding of mental illness because the research is showing that the amount of mental illness like that's going to be our next disease. Yeah. I mean, it's already here, but nobody's, they're not talking a lot about that. And I, I hope that we emerge as Christians. I hope that we emerge not rushing to fix, but just sitting alongside somebody and saying, I get it. That's how you're feeling, right? Like, I hope we emerge like that. That'd be that nice. Just say, yeah. Yeah. That opens say, the door to evangelism too. You sit and listen to someone's story. Yes. And I would much rather that be how we emerge, myself included, is be just just being a kinder person. Um, I actually have sitting right here open and 
maybe this is how we can end. It's um, Henry Nouwen, Life of the Beloved. Mm -hmm. And I've been returning to it because of feeling shame and feeling, you know, guilt and all that stuff. And this book just, he just talks about how God calls us his beloved. And I love this line. The deep truth is that in our human suffering need not be an obstacle to the joy and peace we so desire, but can become instead the means to it. So we can, this can be our road to joy, just as David showed us. This can be our road to joy if we allow ourselves to have the whole experience. That's a great way to end. Lee, thank you so much for doing the show. It's been really nice thank to talk. Thank you. Yeah. And I will send I people... I can't wait till I can see you in studio. That'd be great. And yes. uh, we'll look forward to that. Lee Wolf Bloom is her name. It, that's also the name of her website, L-E-E-W-O-L-F-E-B-L-U-M.com. She's written a couple of books, and you can go uh, read her blog and go um, check that out. We are going to take a little break when we come back. Uh, as always, I'm excited to talk to... Uh, David Wheaton. We're going to get things started with uh, him, and then Kim Cattola is going to be joining me too. So that's all I had on the next hour. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.